think that we can all agree that women and young women in particular are expected to look sexy and I want us to just pause and think why. Why is it that we are expected to present ourselves to the world, whether that's in real life or online, in a sexualized manner? So I'm going to let you sit and think about that for a little while. Okay, that's enough because <laughs> the silence was slightly awkward. Okay, now you may know I'm an author and I write about challenges that Muslim women are facing. And this is something that I have thought about personally when I was growing up. I remember as a teenager, there was a time when I I was very into studying and I loved studying and education and I remember coming to a point when I joined college, I went to a girls school and then when I went to college which was mixed, you then start to notice how I had people I knew who'd gone to school with me and then now they were in college, they had a bit of a transformation and makeover and so they were looking more attractive for and I didn't understand for who to begin with because I was thinking what happened to her why has she just changed she is looking more and the word sexy is the only word I can describe them so whether that's through the makeup and the clothes okay of course you know you're not wearing uniform anymore and of course those people who did that then got attention and I was a bit of a plain Jane and alhamdulillah I'm happy I'm so happy that I was but I you know you notice these things and then I remember thinking that why is it that girls have to put so much effort into their appearance and their looks but the boys were not doing it as much there wasn't this pressure didn't exist for them and that was a real eye-opener for me but and I wonder if you you feel the same way that it is quite unfair it's definitely unfair the amount of pressure women and teenagers are under to look a particular way and it's very easy to cave into that pressure because it's coming from everywhere it's not just the kind of Netflix shows that are made for young women so as an example if we just look at things like well we've got okay I know Euphoria that isn't a Netflix show but that's got Zendaya in it you know the girl the actress from um, Spider-Man and but it's the audience is teenagers and if you look at that the kind of subjects it covers and um, storylines so one of the main things seeing that I'm talking about sexualization there's risky sexualized behavior sexual behavior is encouraged in that it's shown to be exciting of course the downsides are also shown but you see the characters engaging in that you know having um, you know 
basically sleeping around, having meeting up with guys in motels. And, you know, and you think it's, on the one hand, it's the downside is presented, but it's also being encouraged. It's shown to be exciting. And the starting point of that, if you don't, the thing that keeps the, the plot line that keeps being like nailed into our heads is that if you, you have to look sexy to get attention, to be popular, just as take, you know, the classic mean girls, you know, that transformation that happens to Lindsay Lohan's character from, you know, a very simple girl to, you know, those girls take her in and then say, this is what you have to do to get, uh, become in the it crowd. But if you think of also other actresses and the kind of um, the movies and genres being created for teenagers. So Jenna Ortega, you know, the actress from Wednesday. If you just look at the kind of shows she's doing and the and just the look, that's what I'm talking about. If you just think of it will be very fitted clothes, it will be low cut tops, it will be short skirts, you know, the character she played in the show You as well. Again, and you keep, if we look at, let's just take Bella Hadid, another actress, well, sorry, not actress, model, that is, that young women look up to or are presented to them as role models. Just she's she's literally half naked most of the time in most of her pictures and before you say it I know she's pro-Palestinian and that's good that's you know ticking the box for her and she's Christian by the way but someone can do something good and they can also do something bad at the same time so it's not all or nothing but if you just in your mind just picture every single tv show Every single movie, so just take the latest Scream movie, the actresses who are playing young teenagers will always be, one, they will always look, you know, they they have flawless skin. Okay, the beauty myth and all of that, that's something we can talk about another time, but it's just this, the, the male characters will be fully clothed, but the female characters won't. Every single time, look at superheroes, look at Superman, Spider-Man, they will be fully clothed. Okay, it will be very tight clothing, but the female characters, whether that's Wonder Woman, whether um, take Black Widow, China, my mind's trying to think, Super, even just what Supergirl would wear, or Catwoman. Compare that, it's always very sexualized. This is like undeniable and I, you might be thinking yeah we know that that's just the way the world is but what I want I'm questioning and I question this in my book Smart Teenage Muslim extensively is why why should we <coughs> accept that why should we say okay yeah that's just the way it is so that's the way I'm going to be because it doesn't help us. It's not, if you think, okay, what's the, let's just take the logical conclusion to when you reach puberty and then your body starts to change. So you're developing breasts, your, um, you know, your hips get bigger and then you, you know, the hormones rush in. <coughs> so you, there is this attraction to guys and guys then attracted to girls. 
So now if you then start to, and this could be anyone, so if you start to present yourself in a more sexualized way, so, you know, again, how is that done? That would be by the kind of makeup you wear, by the tight clothes, you know, showing your cleavage, wearing short skirts or very tight clothes, or if you do wear a hijab, you wear it in, you know, you're showing a bit of hair, you're just, you know, you're just presenting, I think you know what I mean, You, you sh- what is going to happen? You're going to get attention from guys, that is inevitable, and the question is, what are they giving you attention for? Why are they suddenly interested in you? They're not interested in your personality, they're interested in your body, aren't they? And frankly, they just want to go to bed with you. That That is what it, it is um, on their mind. And it would be extremely naive of any of us to not know in this day and age that young men are living on a diet of pornography. And I, again, I speak about that extensively in my book, Smart Teenage Muslim, because I think these are subjects which we have to talk about I think purely for your own um, safety and that's not exaggerating because we all know how big a problem sexual harassment is and you know um, this assumption that men and but let's just what young teenage men have that they can talk to girls in a very sexualized um, aggressive manner they feel they are entitled to touch them to call that to treat them as if they are pieces of meat really that's what we're living in that's that's what we you have to be aware of we can't be in the movies then now this is the thing it's um what we are shown is that oh there's a sweet young boy and he's interested in the girl and he's very respectful and he loves her little girl, he loves her quirkiness and he loves the way she, you know, all her cute little things she does. And he loves her and that it's very pure and innocent. Now that's just Hollywood. And and the thing is, it's not only that, it's in Bollywood, it's in Korean movies, it's, it's global. There's this idea of the romanticised version of a boyfriend and what his intentions are. And then there's the real world that we all live in. You just have to um, go to, you know, there's there's websites which collate the amount of sexual um, sexual harassment young schoolgirls um, have to put up with. You know, so there's reality in this fantasy, and we need to be able to sift and know the difference between how we behave. And what effect it has on the opposite sex. And also, uh, unfortunately, let's not be shy. That there's also girls who are attracted to girls. So there's the whole idea of, you know, you have no idea what um, uh, other women who, well, other teenagers, seeing that it's now being so normalised that being a lesbian is just another lifestyle choice and is totally okay. So going back to, okay, so you ch- decide to you know, um, become more sexy and, you know, sex yourself up, if that's what we're going to call it. And then, you, but then you will get that attention. You're going to get unwanted attention. Now, 
because the thing is that the way you we look um people expect certain things from people who who dress in a sexualized manner they assume things and so therefore let's be completely real and completely honest here that we then shouldn't be surprised if we get that attention because then people are surprised they're shocked that why are they doing this to me why are they saying those things to me why are they but you're it's it's like you're disconnected this from the the what everyone is consuming that the you know if you think what i find is very um uh whether i don't know whether to call it unethical or dissent um uh quite um i'm trying to think of the word but when you see the role models whether it's pops um you know pop stars actresses whoever that are telling and encouraging young girls to you know again it is the the Jenna Ortigas the um Zendayas of this world um who who encourage girls to look in a particular way now what they do that but they live in a bubble they have security guards they have managers they have people protecting them they don't go out on walking down the street look at you know in um dresses with like bits cut out of them you know now it's so odd that dresses will have you know like half a boob showing on the oscars or when they go to the met gala and you think really would you walk out you know dressing it in a completely see-through dress on the street no you wouldn't it's because they know they are they've got that protection and they can then dress like that and no one will touch them but for your average girl who may look up to them because they're ethnic they look ethnic you know um there's some kind of you think there's some you have something in common with them um it's somehow you think you know them or they're that they say silly things like you know you're part of our community and part of our tribe and part of our family those words are so that's just all marketing so you've been convinced that that you know and again pakistani actresses indian actresses they all do it um so but if you're going to copy them just please be aware that you do not live with that protection when um someone tries to hit on you when you you go out looking like that and and men um of any age then start assuming things about you um you're going to have trouble and the thing is it's not just this could be a you, you see that is this in muslim weddings that women will young girls um will come dressed in uh, looking extremely sexualized looking way above their age and um it's becoming normalized it's somehow seen as Oh there's no consequences to that. Um you know there's nothing wrong. Um but what I'm saying to you is that rather than just following the crowd, following your Instagram feed and following whatever is um presented to you on TikTok, why are you just passively accepting it? That that's what you need to ask yourself because you're the one who will um reap the consequences of that behavior not the people that you're following you and encouraging you to do this and 
one of the things that Shaitan said to our father, Adam alayhi salam, when he, in, you know, he, he hated our father, Adam alayhi salam, and he was extremely arrogant and rebellious to our creator, Allah. And one of the thing that what the thing that he did to our parents, Adam and Hawa, may Allah be pleased with them, was that he got them to be aware of their nakedness, and he promised to drag them down to Jahannam with him, because he's going to go to Jahannam anyway. But he wants to drag him. Uh, he wanted to drag our father and mother, and then all of their children. Bani Adam, the children of Adam, that means me and you, down with him. And one of the ways that he does this is to encourage us to shamelessness. And one of the most effective ways to do that is to make us, uh, is to, to get us to remove our clothing. And so that is, when you see these people, you mustn't think of them as... Um, role models or people to follow or to emulate because what the other thing well let's just carry on with that that because they are following in the footsteps of shaitan let's just say it how it is they have chosen to disobey allah i don't care if they even muslim because muslims do this just as much as non-muslims so they've chosen to disobey Allah and then they are encouraging you to do the same and the way that they do it is to present haram behavior as they beautify it so when you do look at the pictures and the Instagram feed and whatever you're looking at it looks shiny and beautiful it does you can no one can deny that and you think, oh wow, I'd, I'd love to, if I dressed a bit like that or took some style tips from them, I could then look beautiful, I'll get attention as well. And the thing is, everyone wants attention. Of course we do. Everyone wants to, one wants to feel loved. Um, you know, that's, let's put that inside us. But there's a way to do it. And that's what's beautiful about Islam is that when it comes to looking sexy the whole idea of sex and being with someone that is done in a very beautiful wholesome private manner within the confines of marriage and the thing so when you are a teenager when you're young that isn't the time if you're not actually if you're not planning on getting married you want to keep away from things that are going to incite you to um present yourself in this really sexy way the, the time for that will be when you're married and you can then within the boundaries there's rules and you know I'm not going to get into that now that's I, I talk about that in um my book smart teenage muslimer because I do really think it has to be spoken about we can't just say no we're not going to talk about that at all and then that's it and then we just say don't do that but we're not going to tell you what you can do um so yeah so but that is all within marriage yeah looking beautiful and nice you know there's certain rules we have about even amongst women whatever you should have covered you know the opinion that I follow and there are others but is that you need to cover from your you know your chest needs to be covered down to you 
you know below your knees even amongst women and it's very interesting that that now that we know with the rise of an acceptance of um lesbianism that makes so much sense that you keep certain parts of your body covered in front of women but that's just a side point um so yeah so going back to the main point so you don't have to present yourself in you know you don't have to be a sexy person all the time whether it's in the way you speak in the way you walk and the clothes you wear because that is just an extra level of stress you're adding to your life you can just be yourself as in be content with the way Allah created you be content with the rules that Allah's given you about clothing about um, how you interact with the opposite sex as in you don't flirt you don't be friends with boys you know take them off your contact list um, because if they're there the um, temptation is there to text them you know you should if one of the things I you should do by the end of this podcast is take every non-mahram man or boy off your contact list unfollow every non-mahram man or boy on uh, instagram or twitter because why are you following them you have to ask yourself this you know allah knows why you're following them so you know why you're following them you know unfollow the women who are whose images you're viewing that are they are uncovered you know they are making you inciting you to do haram and that is what they are doing you know i've got my instagram followers down to i think 21 at the moment it was really good cleansing my instagram and um you know unless for you know these are questions that you can only uh, answer yourself i'm not saying answer these publicly it's I'm just getting, I'd just like you to think out of the box, out of this box that has been created that we have to live in, where, um, you know, women have to, and girls are expected to be really sexualized. And I write, write about this in my book, about the whole industries behind um, this messaging and how much misery it causes to young women and the amount of money they are making out of it. I was speaking to someone just last week who she was going to become a model, and it wasn't just it wasn't just like one of those people who says, "Yeah, I'm gonna." Be. It, she really was. She was, and um, uh, everyone in her family knew that. And she said, and it was a real eye opener to me that she said she then, alhamdulillah, she didn't go ahead with it um, because she researched about all the basically the dark side of modeling and how girls models are expected to sleep with um photographers or to get you know jobs to get gigs to just it's very um what's exploitative so and um and how she didn't feel happy about that and what we she didn't feel happy about was that her younger sister would what would effect would that have on her younger sister would she then want to do that as well and alhamdulillah i thought you know mela reward her and guide her for not going down that path because it probably would have been very lucrative but alhamdulillah she didn't do that 
and it's really good actually to hear there are a lot of um muslim celebrities um for example um i think it's zara wasim um she was a um bollywood actress and she was literally she had the dream you know she was oh in bollywood movies she was young she's beautiful and she um she was going to make a movie with charlotte khan you know like that when you're making a movie with charlotte khan you know you've kind of hit the the jackpot and um but alhamdulillah she started to but it's interesting she was also um sexually harassed though she gave some examples of this even someone who's rich and famous uh, she wasn't saved from you know from that but she alhamdulillah Allah guided her and she left it all um so, and uh, there's other actresses there's some pakistani uh, drama actresses who they went on, one went on umrah and then like knocked some sense into her she got some hidayah and she turned her back on all of it so you don't hear about these stories so often because the sisters who who they just leave they're like trying to get her out of it completely um but alhamdulillah there's a lot like there's some um, a hijabi um, um she's kind of like an instagram she's got also got a um like a fashion business batul bazi alhamdulillah she's changed as well she has removed all her pictures of her where she presents herself in a very you know kind of an islamic way she's removed them from instagram and i think she's got rid of her tiktok videos as well and so and she's reevaluating the way she does her business the way she sells her clothes so alhamdulillah it just shows that when people who duck they've got everything they've reached the top and they're still not happy and they're still not content um i think we should take a lesson from them and we shouldn't take a lesson from the likes of Jenna Ortega, Zendia, Bella Hadid. You know, the net list goes on and on and on because all we get is a very is um a curated um marketed version of their happiness. We don't know what's we know if they're not muslim they deep down they're not happy. And um what will happen is that you just constantly um they keep pushing the boundaries the where you know the less the next you know um shocking dress the next kind of movie which will be to be even more um you know erotic and things like that it just doesn't they have to keep continuously keep being edgy and you don't want to be like that this you, we all want peace of mind we want contentment we want to know that alhamdulillah our creator is happy with us and that if we dye the clothes that we're wearing the way we look um allah will be happy with us and just remember alhamdulillah why is it on when we are buried we are covered in cloth yeah we're completely alhamdulillah our modesty is um protected you know all the everything is taken away and we return to allah very simple um and so in life if you want to achieve that peace of mind and contentment we need to lose the idea that we need to be sexy um inshallah like i said at the beginning of the podcast if you find this podcast useful um please do dua for me my health isn't that great at the moment i'm not sh- i may have mentioned it previously but 
I do have cancer and I would really appreciate your du'as. Um, but yeah, please leave a review, subscribe and share this podcast with someone else who you think it will help, inshallah. And if you want to know about any of my books, Smart Teenage Muslimer in particular, you can go to www.smartmuslimer.com and the book is available to buy on Amazon. Okay then, take care. Asalaamu Alaikum. Muslim teenagers face many challenges. A myth is peddled that following Islam makes life difficult and they'll be happier if they were less religious. Let's face it, sometimes being a practicing Muslim can seem like mission impossible. Sin is exciting and Islam is so boring. But rather than reject religion, I want to offer a new point of view. In my book, Smart Teenage Muslimer, I invite girls to look at the ideas and behaviours that wider society expects them to embrace and decide whether they are good for their mental health and well-being. Concepts such as self-obsession, rampant consumerism and feminism. Also, what tools exist in the Quran and Sunnah to help you dream big and be a confident Muslimer? In this thought-provoking guide, you will discover guidance from our sacred texts to achieve peace of mind. Understand the purpose of your life. Learn what Islam has to say about puberty and sex. And get the facts about LGBTQIA plus and gender identity. So, if you're a smart teenage Muslimer whose goal is to succeed in this life and attain Jannah in the next, this book is for you. Inshallah, to find out more, visit www.smartmuslimer.com. The book is now available to buy on Amazon and Google Playbooks.